0: Hi, my name is Dan Sanchez, and welcome to the Natural Plant Protection Podcast, the biological technology show where size matters. We believe the secrets to solving some of the biggest development challenges in the world can be found in some of the smallest naturally occurring technologies. This is not a new idea. For millions of years, the Earth has evolved the molecules, viruses, enzymes, and stimulants required to keep ecosystems in harmony and the planet healthy. In a world demanding more from agriculture than ever, with uncertain food security, a booming population, and threat of climate change, that harmony is out of balance. But what if we could capture and apply the very same naturally occurring technologies that the Earth and the environment have relied on? Would we be able to reverse the trend? That's what we're here to discover. In each episode of the NPP podcast, we'll meet the micros, some of the most exciting, naturally occurring microtechnologies in agriculture, and we'll explore the power of more from less. Joining me today in our first episode to give us an overview of the history, trends, and future direction of biosolutions is Fabio Toretta, Global Chief Operating Officer at NPP. So, Fabio has been involved in biosolutions for the large part of his 37-year career. Spending time as the regional head of Brazil for six years and regional head of Africa for five, Fabio has seen firsthand some of the challenges that food, farms, and farmers are facing across the developing world, as well as how biosolutions are offering new answers. But before we get into the individual technologies, I just want to take a step back with you, Fabio, and look at the whole picture for biotechnologies. So, My first question is how you've seen the whole sector for biosolutions grow and change over your career.
1: This is a so uh, interesting uh, question then, because you know, uh, uh, if you see the the data that we have, of course that we can foresee a a huge growth in, in biosolutions market. Uh, we are estimating uh, that the market should be around 10 to $13 billion in five years. But what is more interesting than the growth uh, is about the transformation, the transformation of the crop protection, the transformation of the agriculture. What I have seen in my life that uh, the society, Uh, uh, the government, the CEOs, the the, the investors, uh, they are changing. Uh, They are putting as a top priority, a top priority, uh, uh, the climate change and the environmental uh, preservation. And that will change everything, you know, because they are are putting sustainability in the center of the equation of the whole production system. And it's not different in agriculture, you know? I I think people are requesting a a new model where we can preserve the environment, the biodiversity, retain in storage, the carbon in the soil. And that could uh, uh, produce at the same time, a healthier food. It's clear that this new agricultural model should improve yield. But without deplete the, the natural resource, you know it's a marathon, huh? and you need to change our our mindset. And so that is, I think, is is the big changer. It's not about a market that is growing, but it's about a transformation. I think that NEPP uh, is in the right place in the right time to balance these equations through our uh, ma- micropower, eh? our bacterias, virals, plant extracts, seaweed, discurps, sulfur, and so on. Uh, we have actually uh, five uh, big uh, uh, bio platforms and we are ready to lead to this transformation.
0: Thank you, Fabio. What a fascinating view of the trends that you've seen over the course of your career. So I wanna ask, you have spent several years working in South Africa, which is a part of the world grappling today with some of the most aggressive challenges brought about by climate change. What's the relationship you see between issues like drought, heat, desertification, and the role that biosolutions can play today?
1: Oh, uh, that is, uh, you know, what we have seen uh, when we talk about climate change,
0: is that we,
1: we start to get regions that uh, have been dry, will be drier or in regions that uh, have been wet will be wetter you know there are extremes uh, more and more often in uh, floods and the drought and uh, and in africa i, I do believe that we can suffer this kind of of things and uh, what put in risk of course the the, the crops and uh, and the solutions mainly If you talk about uh, products like Ziba, Biozyme, uh, GA-142, Gaxi, uh, they are products that could improve the plant resilience against this kind of abiotic stress. And so if you have water problem or temperature or light, this kind of products could uh, give some resistance for uh, the plants. Better roots, better uh, uh, vegetative uh, uh, architecture, or through photosynthesis. There, there are a lot of uh, effects uh, on the plants. And I do believe that uh, not only in Southern Africa, for sure, but in the regions that we can uh, uh, have this extreme weather conditions, uh, I do believe that the biosolutions could play a big role. I, I'd like also to, to mention about uh, Ziba. Ziba is another biosolutions that is uh, related with uh, water uh, efficiency uh, use for the plant. Uh, you know, it's a product that could uh, uh, keep uh, uh, for 500 times his, uh, way, its weight and in, in water. And biocontrol, that could also improve resistance management or reduce the residues. I I do believe that all these
0: products be very well received in, in Africa. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So now shifting perhaps from Africa and the challenges to the potential, we look at Brazil, which is the largest agricultural market in the world but in many ways it's right at the beginning of its journey as a developed food system player. We often talk about how countries can leapfrog the mistakes and missteps made by other developed countries. So how do you see the role here for Biosolutions in shaping Brazil's food future?
1: Oh, I am so uh, excited with Brazil in Biosolutions, you know. uh, Actually, I have been very close to this market in the last 10 years. And we uh, working on productive approach. That is the integration between biosolutions and the synthetic chemicals. In Brazil, it's amazing. Huh? Bra- Brazil is one of the top three food exports. Uh, we have all the conditions to be number one. And I have seen that the main uh, farmers, you know, the, the, with technology, the new generation that is coming, Coming, uh, uh, all of them uh, realized that they need to use uh, bio solutions. They need to to see the the, the natural resource in a long term view. And and I'd like to share with you that I have seen more and more uh, 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 farmers, big farmers, huh? not only uh, small farmers, but big farmers that started to building the, uh, this soil health. They understand that they would like to, to give to the, their uh, children a better soil than, than he received it, they, they received it, you know. And so, uh, and they, they are keen that they, they could do that, because we can see that, that with a different agriculture, we can call regenerative agriculture or sustainable agriculture, but we have practices that could improve the soil health and could preserve the groundwater, the beneficials, uh, and, uh, and produce food in a better quality in terms of residues. The farmers in Brazil are very keen and, and attentive into change the production food uh, uh, system, uh, and more and more they are using uh, the bio uh, options. I think the model is how we have a sustainable uh, uh, model and, uh, and integrated good uh, uh, synthetic products that we have a lot, good chemicals with, with the bio options inside and having a, a better results in terms of yield and quality. so very, very exciting. I, I do believe that Brazil is changing we started to see also uh, the, the bio plants uh, uh, in the field. Uh, it's very interesting, but uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, big growers that started to, to produce their own uh, bio uh, products. And, uh, and so, yes, I think we, we are uh, uh, shifting uh, the, the, the model very quickly, very faster than everybody uh, uh, thought.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting when you see how connected the agricultural world becomes when you start dealing with the MRL requirements from one region receiving imports or exports from another and they have to deal with the complexity of different requirements and biosolutions provides a really critical solution to farmers to be able to export their crops to any part of the world.
1: You are absolutely right, I I have seen and I have to take part of some government uh, meetings here in Brazil, and uh, we are waiting new and lower MRLs uh, for soybean, for maize, for the big crops, uh, export crops for Brazil. And so I believe that we, we, it's easy to 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 understand the trend, and so we need to be proactive and ahead of the curve, and right? to, to be prepared. And uh, I think the, the farmers are doing the, the, the homework in that sense.
0: That's great. Well, thank you, Fabia, for the overview of your deep experience with biosolutions in the agricultural industry. And further, thank you for mapping out the extraordinary potential for some of these new and existing products to benefit our global food value chains and farmers.
1: It was a, a, a great pleasure. I hope that I can do new episodes and uh, <laughs> on me. Thank you
0: that's great. Over the next series of episodes, we're going to be meeting the micros and exploring MPP's work with micro power and macro impact. So thank you.